This is Angel from Sarah and Angel Talk About Things. This episode may contain sensitive content. If you or anybody you know is going through these issues, I've linked some resources in the show notes. Thank you. Not at all. This is a pure episode. Yep. So, you know, so there's no, uh, I just, she didn't watch it. I didn't watch anything. None of it. She didn't watch I, I might have, I, I, look, I, like, I, I might have seen, like, a preview of it, but, like, I don't remember that. I don't remember anything about the show that, that Sarah has watched and I didn't. So let's, should we get right into it? Yeah, let's get right into it. Let's, like, yeah. First of all, I'd like to share that I can ride my bike with no handlebars. With no handlebars. No, no handlebars. handlebars. I, I played that song for what we, was when we were starting to record this, the metronome came on, so I started going, I can keep rhythm with no metronome, no metronome, no metronome. And Angel looked at me like I had just screwed a third head, so I realized she must not have ever heard this song. I've never heard of that song, because... It came out in 2005 from what you told me. And during that period, I went to art school and then I didn't, um, for whatever reason, I just decided, like, I'm not going to get into any hit music. <laughs> like, I kind of, it kind of was like a slow, like, like, I might have heard of, like, some hits. Like, I've definitely heard of London Bridge. I've definitely heard, like, oh, Bridge, oh I definitely God. heard, like, some, uh, I think, uh, I think um, No Doubt had a few songs out there. And I had a, I had my own radio show on uh, at University Arts where I went to uh, college and then it completed. So, so, but like all of, but that was like when I got into Lilith music. Like, so Tori Amos was uh, mostly the uh, artist I came into. Like, that was my like, that was my gateway into Tori Amos will always be everybody's gateway into Lilith music. Oh, can I share a story about London Bridge? Yes. So, uh, this past fall, I went to visit our mutual friend, Morgan, and, um, we, because, uh, where Morgan lives is not in the city center of London, it's kind of like, basically like the suburbs. So, mm-hmm. so that would be closer to everything. So is it like, like on Skins when, like, they had, like, those little houses and they're, like, all, like, row homes and stuff? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was basically, it was, like, the suburbs of, of London, right? So it's, like, you you have to kind of do, like, like in here where you got to get on a bus and you got to you know, go into the city. Except it's 100% cooler over there than it is here. <laughs> I, what, speaking what, as somebody who's never been to England, so they see that on me in media. <laughs> And so we uh, we got a hostel just to make like it easier. When a hostel, it's an interesting experience because you're in a room with like ten other people. And oh it's yeah, just, it's I, just, I know exactly what a hostel is. <laughs> it's just bunk beds. So anyway, so we had this hostel. I would be chatting with like the other people in the hostel. It was a lot of fun. Um, and they had you could plug your charger right into your bunk bed, which was nice. But anyway, so the the stop on the the metro was uh 
called London Bridge because we were close London, to London Bridge. London so Bridge. every time we got there, I was like, so I said to Morgan, I was like, I just keep thinking of that London Bridge song. She looks at me with kind of the same look you gave me when I mentioned mm-hmm. handlebars. Sorry, she started singing handlebars. And then I was like, oh, I guess I said one day when there was no one else in the hostel, I played London Bridge for Morgan. But yeah, so that's, I don't London, even remember London, how London Bridge. And the beginning where they go, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Well, no, no, no. The um, the the version I heard was, oh snap. <laughs> because that was that, 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 yeah, that was the clean version. Because like I, cause I remember like they that was played um during like we had an open house at, at our at our college, so of course we can't play the oh shit version. We have to play the oh snap version. The yeah, there was oh snap, oh snap, oh snap. Oh, snap. It's like, um, oh my gosh, like, what other song? I know there was, like, another song around that time that, like, had the same, like, they, um, oh, uh, well, no, no, they didn't say, well, they didn't say this, this blank is, they said this is bananas. A-N-A-N-A-S. It's bananas. Oh my god. So, but yeah, so, I, uh, so see, I'm, I'm just a wealth of music knowledge for you and for Morgan for, for everyone. So everyone's just getting... <laughs> The full experience. Uh-huh. I, play, I played something for Krista, too, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, it'll come to me, but there was something that I played for Krista that she had not previously. So, like, everybody in our friend group eventually is going to have, is eventually going to look at you like, well, huh? And then you have to play a song for them. <laughs> He's like, yo, have you ever heard that song? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess you got to hear it. I then. mean, like, consider, like, how our friend group is, like, uh, it, it's, that's probably very likely to happen at least, like, several times for a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very strange well, I, uh, like, group of music that I listen to. Well, yeah, me too. Like, like I kind of, like, I, 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 <laughs> when you hear me say, like, I'm into all kinds of music, that's usually me covering up the fact that, like, I am only into one kind of music and I'm not telling you exactly what it is because you may, because you, you're definitely going to judge me. But yes, I am mostly into Lilith music, which is, like, Tori Amos, uh, Sarah McLaughlin, uh, Natalie Merchant, like those artists type of those t- types of artists. Well, I've listened to your playlist of like stuff you listen to, and I like it. I I, it's, I put it on, and I find it enjoyable. Yeah, like uh, Rachel Sage is another like one I listen to, but I don't really mention her because she's like so indie that like I'm probably the only one who really knows who she is. <laughs> I gotta check her out because I know you mentioned her for a while, but I have not heard any of her stuff, so I gotta go. Uh, yeah, like I'm so I think insular her, with my music, so it's hard to listen to something new. I think so. her most famous song, and that that doesn't that does that doesn't go that doesn't mean much because of um, just because of like she's that indie brave dancing, but she also was on Dance Moms, um, like n- not no, no not for. N- her music was on Dance Moms. Oh, yeah. But she was on Dance Moms performing a song. There's a song called Happiness that she uh, that she wrote for Maddie Ziegler, I believe. Oh. Um, and that's like... So I think Brave Dance is the most famous song, but then there's also like... There's the song that she wrote for Maddie Ziegler, which is called Happiness. Oh. Um, it's a very fun, positive song. I like. I love it I'm so much. Go check it out. Yeah. And then she's like, she, but she mostly like plays in New York City. She may come to Pennsylvania every once in a while. Like I did actually see her in Pennsylvania. Uh, it, it was like it was in a 
in Montgomery County. So oh, um, nice. when I found that out, I was like, all right, all plans are off. I'm going to Montgomery County to see French <laughs> Because, um, oh, we're for gonna, reasons. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. We're well, definitely see, gonna get into it. There's a segue because we were talking about female oh, musicians. We were talking about female musicians, and that's gonna segue into. Well, you clicked on the episode, so you already know what the topic is, unless you just clicked on this. Or just say it because, in. like, uh, because uh, I can't play headphones. Just kidding. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale. Oh my gosh, we can't because it's actually happening. True facts. True, True facts. facts. So yeah, so this, and I'm, specifically we're going to talk about the show, but let me, I'm just going to explain a little bit of the background first before I get into season one. So The Handmaid's Tale was initially a 1985 novel by Margaret Atwood. Mm-hmm. I read the novel a long time before the show came out, um, but I didn't really remember. And then I read it again in our book club uh, a couple years ago. It was pre-pandemic, I think, because we actually had a physical meeting to discuss uh, Handmaid's Tale. Um, but then the show started around that time. So I think the show started in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, there also, there was a movie that came out, but I haven't seen it. And right now you have to spend $10 to watch it on everything other than Apple TV. And so I'm not doing that. I'm waiting until it's on streaming. <laughs> I'm not paying I was going to say, $10. like, wait a minute, like... I think we both have we both have like iPhones, so wouldn't Apple TV technically be free for one of us? No, you have to. I get. The, I had Apple TV for a while, but oh, now right, I don't yeah. have it. That, and then the only thing about Apple TV is because I don't have an Apple TV, I can't um, put it on my TV. I have to watch it on my laptop. Oh, so, yeah, because I know because I know for I know for me like I like I have Apple TV. I could like put it on my like Fire Stick. Yes, I were able to watch Clerks. Clerks the animated By series. the way, five five dollars for every single for like every single like for all the episodes. Like I highly recommend Clerks the animated series. Which yes. has nothing to do with the Handmaid's Tale, but still. Yes, that's, I couldn't, because I tried to, because I showed my dad Clerks the Animated Series. We had to watch it off of my laptop, because I try, I downloaded all the stuff to try to mm-hmm. uh, Chromecast it. Couldn't do it. Anyway. Oh, yeah. But so, and I think there were, Chromecast is weird to me. And even on Apple TV, you have to spend $4 to rent Handmaid's Tale. I don't, unless there's very specific times in which I will rent something, I think the last thing I wrote, it was Eye of the Devil for this very podcast, which it's we're going to get back. Eye of the, the devil, devil, it's the thrill of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wait, I thought, the, wait, oh wait, I think that was me, because I think the last thing that I rented was uh, Vulgar, right? Oh, uh, yes. It was yeah. Vulgar. Yeah, and the last thing I rented before that was, I think, Switching Channels for this Switching very channels. podcast. Do, 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 do. So I, don't know, I don't know the Switching Channels theme. There's no Switching <laughs> Channels theme. It's uh, just the sound of Kathleen Turner glaring at Burt Reynolds. There we go. All right, guys. So let's. So at some point, I'll probably watch the Handmaid's Tale movie. It has Robert Duvall in it, apparently. Oh, um, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We we have had we do have this discussion, didn't we? Like about like, uh, is that what he left? Is that what he? Is that what I did? You Godfather? Godfather? He was doing Handmaid's Tale. I think we had that discussion last week. I guess he probably made more money because he said he was not going to get nearly enough money in Godfather 3 so that they that's why they were like yeah Tom Hagen died yeah Tom Hagen died aww <laughs> but 
but I think he may have made the better choice because Godfather Three. I watched the first like third it of it, and I was like, stank. no, it, it was stank. not. It was not. Everyone's blamed Sofia Coppola. It was not. No, her no, fault. no. It, it's it was not, not her just fault. her fault. Yeah, it's I, not just her fault. You had no business writing in like a, an incest plot. Like, <laughs> no. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, I didn't even make it to that part. I just made it the first half. And just you saw that was, part. I did in we our saw class. In yes. our class, I did see that. But I mean, look, we're, we're not going to name. We're not going to. We're not going to. We're not going to name the teacher who said that. <laughs> he knows. He knows who he is if he's listening to us and still alive. But <laughs> make it possible. He is still alive. <laughs> young when he was I don't know I only talked to one teacher from my high school on Facebook and that's it like like look I'm getting better because remember a year ago I was like I do refuse to talk to any teachers from my high school and I was like okay maybe I'll friend one and then and he's a cool he's a cool guy he he started around the time that I that you know that was like in in like I think 10th or 11th grade or something like that celebrating his 21st anniversary so happy anniversary that I can't mention but so, long story short, I've not yet watched the movie uh, *Handmaid's Tale* uh, with Robert Duvall, and I don't know who else was. I just know I was just like Robert Duvall. I guess he played just uh, Commander Warner, Tom Hagen. Yes, he, he, he played, played Tom, Tom Hagen. Hagen in yeah, that. it's doing a crossover <laughs> *Handmaid's Tale* and the Wait, Godfather. wasn't he also in *Apocalypse Now*? He was. I, I forget who he played in there. But this is the guy that's the guy that said, like, he's a god man. It's god man. Oh, yeah. He is. <laughs> yeah, I love Robert Duvall. I have his autograph from, like, a long time ago. He's a cool dude. Um, you know. I had Anna and Martin's autograph, but I don't know what Ooh. they did with it. I think I might have ripped it up or something. I don't know. No. I don't know why I would do that to. I don't know why I would. I don't know why. I, I might have. I might have. You know. I think I was in a creative phase where I like. I wanted to like scrapbook and stuff like that. So I think that's what wound up happening to it. Oh, just like just like all my school photos. <laughs> <laughs> that time. But anyway, let's dive in, guys. It's now or never. Yeah. We're gonna talk okay. about this goddamn show. Okay. Thirteen minutes and uh, forty seconds of this episode, we're finally talking about this. About the Handmaid's Tale season one, we're gonna do this like we did with Thirteen Reasons. Where we're gonna break down, or at least we're gonna try. We may maybe like I talk about season one. It's only like twenty minutes already. In which case, we'll uh, we'll keep it going. But in this case, uh, we'll filibuster. Like we'll you know, our favorite word on this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> our word of the day every episode. But so, okay, but so, okay, so, uh, so, Handmaid's Tale was initially a 1985 novel by Margaret Atwood that was, it was a short novel, I think it's only about 150 to 200 pages long. It's like, a novella. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a quick read. And basically, in a nutshell, the, the novel tells the story of Alfred, who is a handmaid in Gilead, I'm going to explain what all of that means in a moment. Uh, and Gilead like, is a tale? <laughs> And basically, Gilead sucks. Being a handmaid sucks. She explains what how Gilead came to be, what life is like there, the different kind of almost caste system that they create there. Stuff happens, and then at the end, the, it goes to um, she seemingly escapes Gilead, and um, the and the last chapter is a bunch of scholars discussing her account and saying like whether it's true or not. The the the, the discourse of what happened between <laughs> the all of this was the handmaid's tale. What happened is that there was a discourse. <laughs> Discord, the discourse. The discourse. <laughs> the discourse. But so I'm going to explain what all those 
words mean? Because we just tossed out. Yeah, Discord. And... Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> Discord. Not Discord. Well, Discord is just... just a word that's like thrown around mm-hmm. in like very like the Discord up in the universe. Uh, up in the universes. And by that I mean I mean uh Fluffy Leaks. The Discord. The Discord. But but so anyway, so basically the novel takes the idea that set well, no sorry the show takes the idea that's that set forth a novel and really uses it as a jumping off point for four seasons of what we're about to find out okay so four seasons of what the fuck so get ready okay so basically in our fir- and i'm gonna um i'm utilizing the tv tropes recaps for um to discuss this show a little bit okay show in so- the link notes so in our pilot, we it's called Alfred, and that introduces us to our protagonist, who is Alfred. Her in the book, we never find out her real name, but based on some stuff that happens, uh, people came to the uh, the consensus that her real name is June because there's this part where all the handmaids whisper their names to each other, and the only one that we never see again is June. So that and Margaret Atwood said she didn't intend for the protagonist to be named June, but was like, "I'm gonna go." It's like, look, we'll just look, we'll just go with it. We'll just go with it. Look, yeah. look, look. It's like you know what? I'm not even gonna mention the author of Harry Potter. I was almost going yeah, to be. Yeah, we're just not gonna. We're gonna move on. Move on. So let's, I'm going to explain what Gilead is and these different rules, and then we can kind of move on from that. So basically, in The Handmaid's Tale, it takes place in Gilead, and Gilead is kind of like, it's part of the United States, but it's not all of it. It's basically in the Northeast, and it got taken over by extremists, and they created Gilead. Um, and basically, Gilead is, it's a theocracy, which means that it's... Just, wait, 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 where was that located? The Northeast. Oh, so may around maybe this area <laughs> yeah well because uh, yeah. the novel and the show initially takes place in boston 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 <laughs> so yeah so uh yeah so it's basically it's like the kind of the northeast area of the united states well wait a minute wait a minute i have to cut you off there but i remember seeing um and i don't know why like so I don't know why I was even watching CBS this morning, um, but I remember, no, no, CBS Sunday morning. I remember seeing an interview with uh, Margaret Atwood, and Mm -hmm. I think she lived, doesn't she like live in that area still? Yeah, I think that's why she chose Boston to set the novel, because that's where she, I think she's also, she also lived in Canada at some point, so that's going to come into play a little later. Play in Canada. Play in Canada. But so, Tomorrow night, <laughs> our lives will change. Tomorrow night, we'll be. Uh, I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't. I don't remember that. The uh, the full thing for that South Park. No uh, resistance lives on. No resistance. Anyway, oh, sorry. so okay, so yeah, so basically, Gilead is the northeast of the United States. It was taken over by extremists, and because they like killed like the whole leadership of the country, they took over, and now it's Gilead, and Gilead sucks. Gilead is uh, set up into, I'm going to use the phrase caste system. If anyone from um, India or anywhere else that has a caste system uh, is hearing this, I don't mean to imply anything like that. It's just the easiest phraseology to explain 
um, kind of how they look at this. So I know I of the caste system. I have a friend who's Indian, so I, oh. I know a little bit about it. Uh, yeah. A little bit about it. Um, yeah, so he says that uh, without like naming the name, and if, and if you're listening to this friend, uh, <laughs> I don't mean it by any harm, but he has told me that the caste system is can can potentially be um, problematic. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm basically, I don't mean to, so by using this phrase, it's just the easiest phrase to kind of explain how Gilead does it. It's not the same as countries that currently use a caste system generally uh, do it, where you're more so born into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in Gilead, you are basically assigned to one of these groups. And so we're going to talk Isn't about- Isn't that one- similar to like- the Hunger Games, I think, or I know, uh, I know one of those like dystopian. I don't think it's the Hunger. It might have been uh, Divergent. Oh yeah, I, I've never so, read yeah. Divergent or saw Divergent. So. Yeah, so it's Divergent. I think I think that it that's sim. I think there's a similar huh. thing that happens with that. I think it's Divergent. I don't think it's the Hunger. I think it's Divergent. Okay. So anyway, so okay, so basically, uh, when Gilead took took over, it put everyone in these different categories. At the, so we're going to go from top down. So the most powerful people in Gilead are the commanders. So these are all men. Men are the only commanders. These are the guys who basically, they, you know, you were influential in Gilead and they liked what you were doing. So they made you a commander, basically. If you were down with the Gilead program, you became, and you were a dude, you became a commander. You're down with Gilead, yeah, you know me. <laughs> And then uh, the wives of the commanders, they are the wives with a capital W. Um, yeah, so basically they their life, life sucks because Gilead is a theocracy. But the wives, they, they can't read or write. Um, they can't go to school or do anything. But basically their lives are, I mean, as good as you can be in Gilead, they're pretty decent. They don't really have to, like, do much. They just kind of mainly sit around making gardens and stuff um, making gardens making making gardens <laughs> and the wives uh they're they because there's a uniform for most of the different groups in gilead and the wives were blue uh and if a wife's if if a wife's husband dies they become widows we haven't really seen widows in uh the show or the novel too much but they wear darker colors if you're if you're a widow. When you, if you were married to a commander, the commander dies, then you have to change the color that you wear and you're a widow. Um, okay, and then the and the the female children of the wives, their daughters, and they wear I forget what they were in the book, but it looks like in the show it's more of like a pink that they wear. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk about how they get the kids in a moment, because that's kinda how this all came about. Basically the birth rate was really bad um in America, and that's how Gilead was able to take over because they were like, We're gonna do something about the birth rate. This is what we're gonna do about the birth rate. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> As two women who have no kids, this is kind of concerning a little bit, but you know what? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It's not, not going to happen. They were like, this is what we're going to do about the birth rates. That is where uh, the next group comes in. Handmaids. So handmaids are women who have had at least one child naturally, so they know that they're fertile, at least in theory. Fertile. Fertile. And But they're women who have 
sinned, quote unquote, in some way by the laws of Gilead. So this, you can sin by if you married a divorced guy, if you got divorced, if you had a child out of wedlock, if you had an abortion. So basically like 90% of this country. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Basically, if you're not a wife, capital W. And basically, you if you didn't meet your high school sweetheart in high school, you are fucked. Yeah, so if you're that, these are the handmaids, uh, the t- titular handmaids, and they have to wear all red and like a white bonnet. Um, and their job is to have babies for the commanders and their wives. And we're going to get into what that's all about in a second, uh, because I want to get the other group. So this other group is the Marthas, which they wear green. And they're basically, they're women who are, they're past childbearing age and they're not married to a commander, but they're considered to be like worthy women and they get the great job of being servants to the commanders and their wives. Isn't that nice? Anyway. So they, yeah, so basically the, the Marthas, their servants. And then there's the Econo wives, which we don't learn too much about the Econo wives, but they're kind of like low-level wives. Like, they're not... So they're they not should get their own to... spinoff, huh? <laughs> Econo wives coming soon. <laughs> yeah, the Econo wives, they, they don't have any servants or anything, and they're not married to commanders, but they kind of... They're, like, married to, I guess, like, low-level guys in Gilead. Um, so there's the Econo wives. We don't see too much of the Econo wives, but they're a thing. Um... Is there another level of this multi-level marketing of of uh, <laughs> of uh, 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 country? Yeah, basically everybody else, and guess what? Everybody else, uh, you get sent, dead. You get sent to the colonies uh, to die. The colonies are filled over. Oh, I was I was only joking. About that. Yeah, you get sent to the colonies where that's where the unwomen go. Um, if you're an unwoman, uh, you get sent to the colonies to clean up radioactive waste until you die. Um, I think I will be an unwoman. I, I, like, I'm not sure if I'm still considered childbearing age to them, um, seeing as I never had a child. But I would definitely, I would definitely be going to the radioactive fields to die. <laughs> and then also, if you don't get sent to the radioactive fields to die in the colonies, uh, but if you are Catholic. You get murdered if you're. Oh, <laughs> lovely! You're, as somebody who if, is, if as somebody who is technically Catholic because I did get indeed confirmed. Um. Yep. Done. If you're, <laughs> uh, if you're Muslim, you get murdered. If you're Jewish, we didn't even really address that, but probably you get murdered. If you're, um. If you are disabled, apparently you get murdered. And I'm going to rant about that in a moment because that doesn't really make any sense with the Gilead power structure. But you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that. Oh no, because no, no. I know for a fact you have a lot of stuff to rant about about yeah. this show. So, but that's where we're gonna get to that because I feel like that was stupid. But I think that's like season three that we get to that shit show of a of a hand wave. But so that's. Season three, we're going to talk Put about that. Pin shit. on that for episode yeah. three. If you are, um, oh, if you're a doctor who performs abortions, you get murdered. Get if, murdered and somehow mo- and somehow murder twice over. If you're gay and you're not a fertile woman, you get murdered. If, if you, you get murdered, you get murdered. Yes, if you, in most 
cases, you get murdered. And because Gilead sucks, basically. Gilead sucks. Anyway, so I've now introduced the... Okay, and also in the book, if you're black, you get sent to some colonies probably to die. However, the show got rid of that. The Be show's like... We're that's not racist. We're, we're, the show's like, that's like, racist. This is, the show's like, if it's one thing that I'm not, that's, that's a racist. racist. <laughs> so that was in the book, but in the show, they were like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Probably because that would look kind of bad. But which is also, again, we're putting the pin in that when we get to the bullshit that they pull with disabled people, they could have chosen not to do that shit. Mm -hmm. But that was, choices were made. But we're going to get to that. Anyway. So let's get into this shit show of a show that has some good points, but also some bullshit. Um, so we are introduced to our protagonist, Alfred. Let me explain how Alfred gets her name. She, her new real name is June Osborne, but... Uh, hey, June. <laughs> but don't make it bad. Oh my god, June! <laughs> That's a deep cut, ladies and gentlemen. That's a deep cut. We're going to talk cut. about that shit show a whole other episode one of these days. But anyway, so... um, Anyway, so here's the Offred thing. Why June is called Offred. Basically, if you're a, a handmaid... In a household, uh, not by your choice, of course. Well, I guess I think they said you get the choice of either getting sent to the colonies to die or being a handmaid. So you know, it's 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 a great choice. Yeah, I'd so rather be alive like, than dead, huh? Some people. Oh, and by the way, if you had kids and you're a handmaid, they stole your child and they gave it to some commander in their life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay. As you do. As you, as you do. do. As you do. So June had, she was married to a guy named Luke. But Luke was divorced. So uh, when Gilead took over, they saw that June was married to a divorced guy. And that they had a, she had a daughter. So they, they tried to escape to Canada. But Gilead caught them and stole their daughter and gave her to some other random people and then um made june into a handmaid along with okay her friend moira is also also becomes a handmaid we're gonna get to moira in a moment mo <laughs> <laughs> and um so anyway so okay so uh okay so june is our protect she used to be a book editor back in the before times, before the before, before times, the long, long ago, <laughs> and she was married to Luke. Uh, but now, uh, you know, they stole her kid. They made her into handmaid, and where the handmaids are trained is this place called the Red Center, aka the Rachel and Leah Center. Because okay, so let me. This is where the whole handmaid idea comes from. Is that uh, back in the Bible? Rachel and Leah were these two women who were sisters who got married to this guy, Jacob, I think. I'm trying to remember from um, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Code. Yes, Jacob. So oh, wait, got uh, you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Jesus Christ Superstar. Which, <laughs> I don't know why. Well, that, was the sec that was the show that they did, Rice and Rebler did after Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor. Yeah, that's, that's what, yeah, I, I've. I just realized I've never actually um, 
heard of ever <laughs> actually heard of Soul Food Justice with the check technicolor tree coat because every time I would think about it I would think of Jesus Christ Superstar. Christ, you know I love you. <laughs> Just see that wave. I, I believe, believe in, in you, God, so tell me that. Wait, at some point, you gotta listen to Joseph's coat. It will be stuck in your head for the rest of your life. Anyway, um, and also, just like, Jacob uh, and just like uh, that, the, the song we just sang. Yes, yeah. So, Which I forgot the title of. I don't know why I'm thinking of it. That's a Simon Zell. Simon, Simon Zell, yes. But so anyway, but so, uh, Rachel and Leah, they were married to Jacob because back in that day, you could get married to a pair of sisters, as you do. And, uh, so they they both, uh, were having kids for Jacob and then they couldn't have kids anymore. So they were like, Hey, uh, what if my handmaid had some kids for Jacob as you do back then? Um, that's rape, ladies and gentlemen. But um, ladies and gentlemen, this is considered rape. Yes, it's not not okay. Gentlemen, not okay, hundred percent not okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, if your handmaid is all for it or whatever, that's still ethically. If your handmaid consents, it's all good. Yeah, it's still but if ethically hand- questionable in certain ways. But but it's straight up rape if she she does not. Mm-hmm. But so they came. So this is where they came up with the idea of the handmaids to basically be fertile women that. Go to these commanders and have their kids because, as you do. Um, so, basically, when a handmaid is sent to a household, they, rather than have their own identity as, like, you know, June or Moira or whatnot, uh, they are of whoever the person is. So, like, the household that June is going to be sent to uh, is the Waterfords, and Fred Waterford is the commander in that house. So, she becomes Alfred of Fred. Oh, because his name is Fred. Fred. Yeah. Yeah. So then another character who we're going to talk about in a moment gets sent to Warren Putnam. And so she be- is known as of Warren. Put- what? No Putnam? Well, because Warren's his first name. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I, I, get it. I get it, I get it, I get it. And I don't know why, because, like, you could have multiple dudes with the same name, but whatever, I don't know. Um, I don't know, I didn't come up with Gilead. But so anyway, so the Red Center is this super shitty place where the handmaids are trained, and if you talk back, or you, like, you don't do what the ants tell you to- Oh, I forgot about the ants! Okay, let me tell you about the ants. Oh, uh, aunties, yeah. Yes, A-U-N-T, not the insect. Um... So this is another, this is the only group of women in Gilead who are allowed to read and write. And they are, they train the handmaids in the Red Center. So they have more power than a lot of other women. And they wield it by torturing other women. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so there's Aunt Lydia is the main one who we meet in the show. There's also Lydia, a couple. Oh, Lydia. Lydia. Oh, have you met Lydia? Lydia, Lydia the tattooed lady. lady. And you know what, Lydia, I could, Lydia. honestly, Lydia and Breaking Bad would totally be, and oh, she, yes, she would be like, yeah, all right, give me that cattle prod. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I mean, technically, Lydia would probably be, you know, she could be a handmaid because she has a daughter, but she is sinister as hell, so she would definitely be like, yeah, I don't have any kid, like, give me that cattle prod, let me Give me that cattle prod. And then she's like, shut up, Todd. <laughs> shut up, Todd. But so, uh, so anyway, um, so, uh, okay, so in the Red Center, Aunt Lydia is one of the ants, and she is really awful, and if you, t- 
talk back to Aunt Lydia or you don't do what Aunt Lydia tells you to, you can get punished in lots of bad ways. So one of the other women who's at the Red Center is this woman named Janine. Janine. Janine is one of my two favorite characters on this show. Janine, five ever. Love Janine. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... Janine uh, talked back to Aunt Lydia, and she got her eye taken out. Oh. That was in, like, the first episode, so Janine has only one eye for the rest of the series. And, um, starting off strong on this show, huh? (laughs) Yeah, so, and and let's put a pin in that topic, because when we get into a little bit later in the thing, I'm going to take issue with serious. Okay, so Janine is one of the other women who's at the Red Center, and there's Alma, there's Brianna, who I don't remember if we meet Brianna there or what, but there's Alma, there's Brianna, there's a couple other characters who meet in the Red Center. Um, Anyway, but so we meet Alfred, and so this first couple episodes, we meet Alfred, oh, and uh, Emily, who is, yeah, we don't meet Emily at the Red Center, though. We meet her later. Okay. So anyway, so it says... Okay, this is TV Tropes. It says, Alfred introduces us to the series protagonist and unreliable narrator, Alfred. It starts with a bang as Alfred and her husband, seeing what's coming, try to escape through the woods into Canada, cut to Alfred alone in her room, reflecting on her new life as a sex slave for a powerful commander. So, so we get an unreliable narrator, just like on Euphoria. Yes, yeah. Oh, Rue. Yes. Rue. I love Rue. Is... Zendaya. Zendaya needs. She needs another Emmy. I love so, but her she also so much. needs. She also needs to be an EGOT. Like. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I want to like just put Rue in my pocket. I love her so much. So, uh, so you want to keep her away from Kim and. Uh, uh, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> from the Parker. So from Moesha. <laughs> Kim and uh, I think it was Hakeem that you wanted to put <laughs> in their, pocket. your pocket. So. Yeah, I mean, well, no, since, since, yeah, since Kim and Hakeem don't do drugs, I think Rue will be safe in that pocket. Okay. Because now not, yes, none of them do drugs. They, they'd be a good influence. Yeah, she doesn't like, and not to get into euphoria, but she doesn't really like influence people to do drugs. It's more that yeah, she does she's kind drugs. Of doing her own thing. She does her own thing. But yeah, but then we'll talk about we'll talk about we'll have, we'll have a euphoria retrospective. Right, so then in the second episode, so then okay, and also um, so uh, when June is in her position as Alfred, oh oh shit, I didn't mention the other two main characters. Woohoo! Okay, whoa, wait so okay, so June is placed in uh this household for the Waterfords, who mm. that's how she becomes Alfred, um, and the, this couple is. Fred Waterford, who is the commander, and Inchief. my other fa- my other favorite question mark character in this show, because she, well, we're going to get into, but I think the most interesting character in this show, Serena fucking Joy Waterford. Serena Joy Waterford, oh my god, we're going to get into her in a moment. <laughs> Serena, Serena... Serena. Serena. Um, yeah, so Serena is Fred's wife, and she was part of creating Gilead. She had written a book called A Woman's Place, and that was part of what made Gilead take off, but now with the new law, she's not allowed to read or write. 
So like, she just damn it! I just I, I, <laughs> I create this whole entire government, and you, you're you not letting of, you. I have no influence over it. God yeah, she damn it! She kind of kicked herself in the ass with that one. But yeah, so basically, June's sort of job is basically to oh the ceremony. Let's talk about the ceremony. The closing so, ceremonies. So big old trigger warning. But if you clicked on this, you know what this show is about. Look, we we put it at the top yeah. of almost every episode. Yeah. So you, you know, on Handmaid's Tale, you know, you know you what know we're what's talking going about. On. You know, look, I. I I'm going to make it very obvious that this is the Handmaid's Tale episode on the cover art that it has the hooded woman with the little white thing on the top of it, the red. You know, it's 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 there. It's there. Yeah. I even had the episode titles on the title cards. That's how you know yes. it's So the ceremony is some fucked up shit. Okay, so yeah. this is what the ceremony is. So... The <laughs> No, no, I'm just, I'm just doing, I'm just, what I'm doing, oh, the pit, I thought you were I'm just getting the picture, I'm just getting a picture, I'm okay. pulling a picture just to make okay. it really obvious, what do you, what, uh, real quick, this one or this one? Uh, let's go with that one, because that way we can see June's Oh, season one, okay, there we go. Yeah, the other right, one, gonna... also, someone might think that one is some kind of comment about uh, masking or something. You can't see it, but there's one where June has a mask on and one where she doesn't. Anyway, okay, so... Um, and plus, it also that also was, like, tagged to season one anyway, so... So, so this is the ceremony. Are you ready for the I ceremony? I don't think I'm ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're, I would be ready for this. I don't think you're ready for this, Jelly. Are you ready for this? Okay, so basically, this is what the ceremony is. So, uh, in the case of June, Serena, and Fred, uh, so Serena sits down, mm-hmm. um, June sits basically in Serena's lap, uh-huh. and Fred fucks June. Oh. So, okay, uh, And this usually- happens once a month, approximately. Once a month, yeah, that's... To, something to look forward to, I guess. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, very, you know, I mean, not at all dramatic. Uh, and people watch? Oh, no, I mean, the people don't, they'll put a pin in that, because that season three. Okay. But most of the time, you just, you, you just do it in your house. Okay. I mean, I would with say you, some, I, 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 I would quote a, I would quote a song, but I, I, I don't want to be very, I don't want to be inappropriate, so I'm just going to continue. I mean, it already, became, <laughs> it already became inappropriate. So the ceremony is some pretty fucked up shit. Um, basically, yeah, then, obviously, yeah. So basically, then this is, uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. Once about approximately once a month, you've got to sleep with, get raped by, yeah, the commander. While you sit on his wife's lap because the Bible yeah. question mark okay anyway so that's the ceremony anyway so and handmaids have to always walk in twos and they go out shopping they go out and they have to go buy fruits and vegetables and stuff like that fish and stuff and because they are not allowed to read or write all of the like signs they're just pictures okay. And, uh, so, uh, the walking partner for June is this girl, uh, Offglen, uh, a woman, Offglen, um, we find out later her name is Emily. And Emily, her backstory, well, she was married to a woman and they had a son, mm-hmm. um, and she was the one who carried her son, so when her 
wife and son were able to escape to Canada because they had Canadian passports. Canadian. Emily was uh, held back because she had viable ovaries and they made her into handmaid. She's like, no, 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 you can't go up, you can't go up there, can't go up there. Yeah. How old are you? 20, 26? Get back down here. Get back here with those ovaries. Get back down here. We, we want, yeah. we want, we want you to, we want you to create things. Oh, and also, uh, so this is, and I don't know, like some of this has happened, this is all part season one, because I'm seeing the breakdowns for what happens in this one, but like a lot of this is kind of over the season. So anyway, mm. so um, in the second episode, so at some point, June finds out that Janine, who has been stationed as of Warren, is pregnant. And everyone's uh -oh. real excited because pregnancies are really rare because, you know, the birth rate is down. Oh, and also, um, there's a part where June goes to the doctor to there, see, like, if she's fertile. And the doctor says, oh, we think it's actually the men who are sterile, not the women. Do you oh. want me to sleep with you so you can get pregnant? Oh, oh no. Um, oh. And June's like, yeah, you know what, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good. Anyway, so, uh... So she finds out Janine is pregnant, and then, anyway, so then Janine's baby is about to arrive. So they have a big celebration with the handmaids and the wives. Celebrate. <laughs> and uh, there's flashbacks to when June remembers that her baby Hannah was almost kidnapped from the hospital. Um, and the... Uh, so Janine has her baby. Oh, and then while Janine is having her baby... The wife pretends to have a baby. Oh no! She's, she's like, no. Oh, 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 like basically, that was more sex than labor, but that I just made. Yeah, but, but what's the difference? Yeah, basically, yeah. So I think the wives pretend to have. No, actually, the difference is ah. ah. Yeah, and then um, Janine has her baby. Which, uh, she names Charlotte, but the wife of Warren names Angela. And they basically have Janine breastfeed the baby, but then they're going to ship her off to another, um, they're going to ship her off to another household to go get pregnant again once the baby is off of, uh, breastfeeding. Yeah, so we're just gonna, just gonna, um, you know... Hop into machine. Hop into machine. Hop into machine. You hop into. Hop into. Hop into machine. Hop into machine. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, I'm quoting um, uh, Regina Spector. <laughs> then at the end of the episode, uh, then the second episode, uh, June goes to meet with uh, goes to meet with Ofglen, and it's a different Ofglen. Oh, no. And she goes, oh, I am Ofglen, but it's a different Ofglen. And, you know, uh -oh. and June is like, what the fuck? Um, literally, she goes, what the fuck? Um, anyway, so then, let me see. So then, uh, okay, so then the other Ofglen, Emily... Uh, she gets... The role of Offlin is not being played by. <laughs> <laughs> she gets placed into um, this room. And basically what happened was they found out that Emily was having an affair with this Martha. 
who was in the one household and that is illegal under Gilead. So they hang the Martha and because Emily- Wait, 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 wait. So Emily is having an affair with a Martha, but isn't a Martha a woman? Yes. Okay, so it was lesbian affair. Okay, just making sure, yes. sure, making sure I heard that right. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, because Emily, awesome. she was married to a woman before. Oh, right. Yes. So, they, but they find out that Emily is having an affair with this Martha, and so they hang the Martha, and then they and make Emily watch, and then they go give Emily a clitoridectomy. Oof. Yep. Oof is right. Ouch. Yep. I mean, so remember why I just said, oh, the, no, giving birth is like, ah! Well, the clitoridectomy is like, ah! And then um, there's a flashback to when Alfred remembers uh, that she and Moira, her friend, went jogging and refused service in a coffee shop. And then her debit card is declined. Mm -hmm. um, And they closed her bank accounts. Oh, no. And they closed all the women's bank accounts. And anyway, so then... And then Wells Fargo comes in and becomes... Mm -hmm. uh, the main um, sponsor for Gilead. I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Emily's life sucks, basically. Um, I mean, you didn't think their life sucks before, but it sucks mean, very it sucks much even more. more now. <laughs> anyway, so next, um, they... They put... They, okay, they, so they trap um, June in her room, and she reminisces... And then, so she looks in her closet. Oh, and the previous Alfred hung herself. As you actually, you know what? I wouldn't even say as you do. It's more of just sucks to be a handmaid. I mean, sucks to be a handmaid. I know, I know. <laughs> sucks to be a handmaid. I know, I, I know. know. And so then, um, and then Alfred looks in the, her closet that where the previous there was previous handmaid scratched. Nolit Bastardis Carpurdumurum. Uh, and... Okay, and so then uh, June remembers how she has had escaped from the Red Center with Moira, and Moira got away on a train dressed as an ant, but June got caught, and they whipped the shit out of her feet. Ouch. And... Let's see. Um... Uh, let's see. Alright, so that, okay, that's that, that we talked about that already. And then, okay, oh, and then the thing that's scrawled on the, um, the closet door, uh, June asks Fred about it because Fred starts taking her out for illicit Scrabble games. Da-da! <laughs> Da-da! <laughs> da da! It's America's favorite game, <laughs> Scrabble. Oh, and here's your host, Chuck Woolery, <laughs> who definitely would probably fit in at Gilead. <laughs> <laughs> so June asked Fred about that, and he said, "Oh, it was like a joke Latin phrase from when I took Latin in school." And basically, she finds out that he was also having these illicit Scrabble games with the other Alfred, and that's probably why Alfred got all confused, because Fred was kind of being nice to her, but she was also a sex slave, and why she killed herself. 
Because Fred done fucked with her head. Wow. Anyway, so Alfred reminisces about her relationship with Luke. Meanwhile, okay, Serena, who also thinks that Fred is probably, uh, is probably sterile. Uh, she goes Style. to Alfred and says, I want a baby. I've got this driver named Nick. You need to sleep with Nick. And then that way you can get a baby. And But the commander can't know about it. Oh, okay. So you gotta sleep with Nick. And they can't know about it. So you gotta talk to Luke about it. Then let Laura know <laughs> that Luke knows. And so, uh, June sleeps with Nick. Okay. I feel like this is not gonna end well for any yeah. of these characters. And June kind of falls in love with Nick. through Again, them. like I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, so they sleep together. Even though, like, it's not consensual for either of them because Serena is forcing them to do it, but they also kind of fall in love then, so it gets complicated. Why you gotta go and make things, things so complicated? complicated. <laughs> and, okay, and the second off, Glenn, who we find out her name eventually, but we're not gonna find out right now. The second off, Glenn says that she supports the Gilead regime because now she has a home and food and is clean and people care about her because Previously, she lived on the street and was a sex worker. Okay. And she tells Alfred that she's not going to let her ruin her fur. Uh, let's see. Those are some nice jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some nice jackets. They really are some nice jackets. And then... Oh, Emily gets a new... Uh, a new um posting and is now of steven and all right let's see and oh yeah so basically a lot of offered has sex with nick oh and then emily steals a car and runs over a couple of armed guards But then they sent Emily to the colonies. Is that the radioactive colonies, right? Yep, the radioactive colonies. Bye, Emily. Will and, we miss you? I don't know. And then, okay, so then in the next episode, okay. So then we've got, okay, uh, okay, so then this next episode, oh my, God, okay, I'm going to rant about this in a moment. Next episode. Get ready, y'all. A, a delegate from Mexico comes to Gilead. In order to send food so that Mexico can get handmaids. Now let me just say something. So, can we haven't gotten to it yet, but Canada, basically this show kisses the ass of Canada. This show is like 10 inches off the ass of Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mexico, they treat like a bunch of assholes which is stupid because if we're now if we're making the an analogy to people escaping slavery in the united states there were people in the south who escaped slavery by going to mexico in fact there well it we, makes sense geographically yeah and mexico had abolished slavery a lot earlier than the united states did mm-hmm 
And basically that's what the uh, Mexican-American War, I believe, was actually about, was Mexico, uh, they wanted to hang on Texas, but Texas wanted to be assholes and have slavery. So they fought to become part of the United States. And as you do. As you do, and look but where so, we're at now. But so, and also, uh, are there any other Latino characters in The Handmaid's Tale? Nope. Nope. 14% of the population, but apparently they don't exist in Gilead. But we're going to have a Mexican delegate who is like, I want to get some handmaids sent to Mexico. Because I want some handmaids. Yes, So that was a choice. Uh, that this show made. That was a choice that this show made. They're like, but you're we- not allowed to criticize the show because <laughs> the show is literally our future, and that's how we're gonna live this sh- live this show. That I kind of wanted. I wanted to. I've been holding this for a while, but yeah, uh, I kind of think you should grant that. Apparently, I don't exist in Gilead because there's no Latino people in Gilead, which is. Freaking stupid. Anyway, but the show is perfect. It's a it's an amazing <laughs> show. It's it's like it, the show like talks about our future, and you, know, you should never criticize the show ever. But so, so okay. So the commander invites a Mexican delegate into his house for arranging trade agreements between Gilead and Mexico. Alfred discovers this trade agreement also includes trafficking trafficking of handmaids. Um. Uh, let's see. All right, let's see. Um, let me see. I was gonna, I was gonna come in with something, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Um, I'm not. You know, I, should, should I say this now or while you're looking? Yeah, because I'm just seeing what else happened in this episode. Okay, so the reason. So okay, so this is a pure episode for a specific reason. When the show first came out, I was interested in watching the show until everybody started watching the show and was like, oh my God, this is going to happen. The Handmaid's <laughs> Tale is, go- is real. It's going to happen. And then that I've never been so turned off by a show <laughs> than The Handmaid's Tale when everybody watched it and believed that this was really going to happen. I'm not saying that this isn't a possibility that's going to happen. But I, it got annoying to me, like that everybody was posting about it on Facebook. I think on I'm not, I don't even think on Twitter because I think I don't really follow that. Um, I don't even follow that hashtag on Twitter a lot. I don't even remember seeing much about the Handmaid's Tale being posted on Twitter. But like on Facebook, particularly like the Handmaid's Tale, specifically during the um, the Trump administration, but I think less so now because I think you know. I think it's that popular anymore let's be real yeah, well, but um but yeah one of the things that came up was and when i wish i don't i'm not familiar with this but i my i i'm pretty sure that okay miss almost so when there were the confirmation uh hearings for amy coney barrett it came up that she was in this organization where i forget what the guys were called but the women who the head woman of this organization was known as a handmaid and people were like oh see she believes in the handmaid still but in the organization, the handmaid is the head of the organization. Mm-hmm. Handmaids in the Handmaid's Tale are not the head of nothing. Their lives suck. So my belief is probably the handmaid in 
the organization that, and again, I don't know this for sure, but that the Hemming in the organization that uh, Amy Coney Barrett was in probably refers to Mary, Virgin Mary, saying, I will be the handmaid of the Lord because the Mary was important in Jesus' life. And, you know, yeah, because I, yeah, I think that, I think it's important, like, Mary's somewhat important in uh, Catholicism. She's well. very important. Very <laughs> important. I wouldn't even say We're something. We're all about Mary. Mary. We're all about Mary. They the Hail Mary, full grace and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that, we're very, we're very about Mary. So that's my belief. Again, I don't something know that about for Mary. sure. I'm not an expert on any organization that any Supreme Court justice is, was, or was. But that's my assumption is that there's not an organization where they looked at the Handmaid's Tale and said, this sounds great. Let's do this. Because do nobody this. looked at the Handmaid's Tale and said, this is great. Let's do this. Because it sucks. To, you know, it would suck to live yeah. in Gilead. Anyway. Okay, so basically that's the episode. And then one of the people in Mexico, I think they say they can get a message to Luke, uh, June's husband. Anyway, so then we find out that Luke escaped and he went to Canada and he doesn't know whether June was alive or dead, but then he finds out that she's alive. Okay, this whole episode. And then is she about met me. the people from Degrassi. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> right. And then, um, oh, and so anyway, so then we find out. Okay, so also Moira June thought that Moira made it out, but uh, that Moira did not. And okay, so then the flashback. Basically, people were like causing all kinds of havoc and they were harassing like LGBT people and yeah so basically Luke gets shot but he survives um so that's anyway that's Luke's episode (laughs) (laughs) alright oh and so then let's okay then this next episode Fred takes June on a night on the town to a gentleman's club called Jezebels. Jezebels is another group of people that we haven't gotten to yet. Jezebels is basically a brothel. It is what well, is a brothel. Jezebels is a brothel. In the red light district? Well, it, it is the red light district, basically. Yeah, you're right. That's where the commanders <laughs> go because the commanders, even though they say all this stuff about like sex is bad and all stuff, they still want to go have sex. Oh, oh man, I was gonna say something. I found it. For whatever reason, like I didn't like like it's not coming up to me right now. Um, but um, oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, uh, the maze of Derriere. <laughs> there we go. I was like, I was like, I know I have to quote, like, I thought I was trying to quote from South Park, but it was The Simpsons. When, like, uh, when, like, there was a brothel that came up that, like, was, was in Springfield, and they wanted to, like, close down a brothel, but it turned out that the brothel was making everybody happy. <laughs> I have to do a Simpsons episode one of these days. <laughs> Or an episode or two of The Simpsons. Ah. But so, so, um, anyway, so Jezebel's is, uh, this, this place where basically, so if you don't make it as a handmaid and they don't want to get sent to the colonies, you can also become a Jezebel, which is basically a sex worker, but you kind of don't have any rights because you find out later that, like, sometimes people at Jezebel's just kind of die and people are just kind of like, oh, that's fine. Um, 
And Man, I really wanted to be a Jezebel if I was pick if I was you know if, if I was in this like fucked up society, uh, up from The Handmaid's Tale. But uh, nobody, nobody really. Oh, look, unless you're, it's just like an MLM. If you're at the, <laughs> unless you're, if you're at the top, everything's fine. If you're anywhere else, life sucks. Or if you're anywhere else, yep, exactly. Just like an MLM. Look at that. Yes, it, it, Gilead is an MLM. Gilead's MLM. Gilead is. They were like the mafia is an MLM, and I'm like that. You know that tracks. You're not wrong. That does track. That tracks. That tracks. <laughs> but so okay. So then anyway, um, uh, okay. So June goes to Jezebel, and she sees Mora there. So Mora is Mo. at Jezebel. <laughs> she didn't escape. She's got caught, and she ended up being sent to Jezebel's. And we find out about Nick before he became a driver for the water first, blah, 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 blah. Nick is super boring. I don't, literally don't care about Nick at all. It's like, if it's like that one, like, uh, movie called Sleeping Beauty, where, like, they just, <laughs> this reminds me of, like, there was, like, this one character on Sleeping Beauty where, like, they'll just have, just have like, stare at the camera and they'll have this, like, long-ass <laughs> dialogue for, like, no reason, like, about, like, his life. That just bored me. <laughs> I don't even want to do an episode of Sleeping Beauty because I can't even justify a reason like, why I would even want to have an episode of this because it was just so... It's weird, but it's also boring. You can't be weird and boring at the same time. <laughs> and that is Angel Talks About Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> anyway, so Alma, one of the other handmaids, uh, uh, June finds out is involved with Mayday, which is the resistance organization. Mayday! 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 So June is told to pick up a package at Jezebel's, uh, so she gets, okay, this is from TV Trips, so she gets the commander to take her to the club again under the pretense of another private encounter away from his wife. Alfred meets up with Moira again and sees that she is nearly to the breaking point of never finding the resolve to escape Gilead. Janine is made the handmaid of Daniel but refuses to go along with the ceremony and escapes, threatening to kill herself and her baby Charlotte. Alfred talks her down, tries to talk her down, but only succeeds in getting the child out of Janine's hand before Janine herself jumps off the bridge. She later goes to the market and receives the package from a merchant while Mora makes her escape. Um, so Janine, it seems like Janine dies here, but she doesn't. She gets rescued. And, but then she ends up in, like, a kind of coma type of deal for a little while. Coma, 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 chameleon. It comes and goes. And then, and then we find out that Janine's commander, um, uh, Warren, was basically... I thought it was Riker. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so Warren was basically telling her that we were gonna, they were going to be a family together and that, you know, that she should do all this kind of kinky stuff for her and that they were going to leave with the baby and be together. As you do. And Janine kind of also has some mental health issues already. So she believed him and then that's why she wants to kill herself. Um, Dead. But then she gets rescued. And... Let's see. Um, and then Rita is the Martha who lives in the Waterford's house. Okay. And let's see. Just processing the solid. And let's see. And basically Janine's life sucks and Janine does not want to sleep with Daniel, but they force her, which is fucked up. Um, 
And poor Janine, five ever. I love Janine. We're going to get into Janine later. Janine is, I want to put Janine in that pocket too. No. Anyway, then we're on to the season finale of season one. Yay! Okay, and I'm just going to read this from TV Trips, and we're going to break this down a little bit. Serena finds out that her husband and Alfred have been spending time together at Jezebel's. Alfred discovers that the secret passage she received from Moira were all letters written by other handmaids, hoping that their message will be heard and passed along. Moira finds herself in Canada and is now reunited with Alfred's husband, Luke. Serena takes Alfred to, uh, uh, to outside another house to let her know that her daughter, Hannah, is safe, but doesn't let her have any physical yeah, contact with her child. <laughs> Aunt Lydia calls for a salvaging for... So, a salvaging is where everyone gets together and stones somebody to death. Oh, my gosh. Are, are they going to be stoned in glass houses? <laughs> Basically. So, so, they are without sin, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aunt Lydia thinks so. So, Aunt Lydia calls for a salvaging for the handmaids to dole out justice to Janine for endangering a child. But the handmaids refuse to go along with the salvaging. The story ends with Alfred being taken away in a black van to an unknown fate. And that's actually how the, um, well, the, her being taken away in a van part, that's how the book ends, basically. And then you would go to and the, then you for, close for the, book the discourse. On, and then you close the book on The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> and then you're like, the discourse. It's about the discourse of the discourse. The discourse. The discourse. It's the but discourse. In, but in this episode, but this so basically, here's what happens. So, they're going to, they're told to stone Janine, and then the second off Glenn is like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's so fucked up. I'm not going to do that. And she, she gets taken away. And Bye. then they each all have their, they're all given rocks. And then June puts down her rock and says, I'm sorry, Aunt Lydia. And then everyone goes, I'm sorry, Aunt Lydia. So they refuse to stone Janine because, and poor Janine stands there. She's like. It's okay. It won't hurt too bad, you guys. It's okay. It won't hurt too bad, you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, and meanwhile, that guy, Warren, he they took out his hand because he was touching on Janine. So, they did a handmade show <laughs> on him. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, so, and then, oh, and June gives the, the letters to Rita for safekeeping. Um, let's see. All right, so, Click. Click. <laughs> Click. All right, so then... Click. <laughs> and... Oh, and also... Okay, well, this is... This part, that's going to be in season... Yeah, don't spoil it for us. We some right, of us would, some of us want some of us want to want to be spoiled don't want to want to be spoiled free for this damn show. <laughs> well, then there's uh, there's something, but I think it doesn't. We don't find out about it until season two, actually. So I'm not going to talk about it yet. Anyway, so that is season one of The Handmaid's Tale: Our Future. So what do you think so far? Uh, our future's looking pretty bleak there, huh? <laughs> our future is looking pretty bleak. So where would, what would you be in Gilead? Because I'd be I would dead. Be, I, I, I would be either dead or a sex worker, which is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, see, I, well, I don't know. Maybe I'd I'll be a Jezebel or a sex... Or a uh, dead. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, maybe I'd probably be, end up being a Jezebel, too. Because I couldn't be a handmaid because I'm not fertile. I'm not so, fertile I mean, they can't either. prove that I mean, I'm fertile. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I might be fertile, but there's no way of knowing because I haven't had any kids. Me neither, so I, I, I'm not I'd a handmaid. I'd get killed for being Catholic. 
Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're definitely dead. They'd be like, yeah, you're dead. Or you can pull, like, what, em- it was Emily? Like, yeah. you think that she's not, she's gonna get killed, but really, she's be- she's become a Jezebel, so. <laughs> well, Mora. Oh, Mora, yeah, Mo, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, Mora, Mora is um uh, June's friend. Whereas Emily is, she was off one, but we were gonna find more about Emily later. But yeah, and also, like, in, so in this cast, we have... Oh, uh, right, we have to, we haven't done the, uh, word association. Oh, yeah, we gotta, yeah, I didn't say who yes, was... Yes, we have, yeah, who's, who's playing who, yes. Yeah, shit, okay, or let's, all right, let's, all right, sorry, we're, we're doing this, this topsy-turvy handmaid's tale world, we're going all in reverse. All right, let's... Well, well to be fair, though, like, they don't have to cast, I don't think they have to cast on, uh, TV tropes, so that, yeah. Okay, so... Cast. Cast and characters. Okay. So, June Osborne is played by Elizabeth Moss. Why is she familiar? She was on Mad Men. Oh, yeah. Da, she was playing Young da, Mad da, 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 da. That's my jam. Uh, Fred Waterford is played by Joseph Fiennes. Oh, Joseph Finnis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's on... I forgot what he's on, though. I just remember the last name was Fines, but it looks like Finnis, like Finnis <laughs> and Ferb. I think he's related to Ray Fines, I think. That's who it is. Okay, okay, that's who it is. Okay, it was it was definitely him. Then, Ivan Strahovski is Serena Joy. Okay, now she's familiar, too. Do you know where she's from? Well, I know her from Dexter. Dexter. She was in the last season of Dexter as his love interest. Right, right. Because she was, yeah, she was Hannah. She was Hannah. Yep. Yes, I, I love her. She's such a good actor. Because she was, because uh, she was. Well, of course, we're not talking about First Blood, but we're talking about (laughs) uh, which apparently, apparently that if you, apparently if you, if you, uh, I haven't watched First Blood yet, but apparently, like, uh, it's it it. Look, look, if you if you hated that last season, you might you have to watch First Blood. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. First Blood, it was, well, I think it was New Blood. New Blood, I'm sorry. First Blood was, that was when the that animated was... one. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was enough. I thought it was a Dexter enough, to be fair. But Dexter is delicious. Dexter is delicious. And then um, Emily Malik is played by Alexis Bledel. The Gilmore Girl, yes! Yeah. One of the Gilmore Girls. One half of a Gilmore Girl. I didn't know she was still acting, to be honest with you. I'm glad to see that she's on the show now. And then Janine is played by Madeline Brewer, who I never saw on anything else, I don't think. But she's really Was she really at the Karen Brewer? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the Babysitter's Club, they made Karen dark like that show! <laughs> and then Ann Dowd is Aunt Lydia. Lydia, Lydia. Oh, have the, you the, the, the name Anne Dowd sounds familiar, though. I feel like she was this, but I'm not sure what I know her from. Um, O.T. Fugbenly is Luke. I don't know uh, how to pronounce that. I don't know who that um, is. Max Minghella is Nick. Nope. And then... The other okay, so then I'm going to get to the people who are mainly. There's only two more people who are mainly in this season. Uh, Samira Wiley is Moira, and hey. you you know that name, I because that was I know Pusay. 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 Yes, that's. I was. I was like. I was like. Why is she? Why does that sound familiar? Yes. I know the name. Okay, it's it's Pusay. 
yes. Is that why she? Is that why she left Orange Is the New Black though? I don't know. I I'm not sure. I wondered. I don't know. Maybe because that 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 would probably track. That would track. That would kind of track because if she was on there, then that then that would explain <laughs> why they did what they did. <laughs> And then, lastly, Amanda Brugel is Rita. Nah, don't know her. Just yeah, like, why nah, carry nah, nah. No, I don't know her. <laughs> but, so, anyway, okay, but so let me just say, so, basically, but yeah, so then we're like, we're gonna randomly have this person come over from Mexico for one episode, and basically be like, oh, Mexico just wants handmaids. Uh, it's like, Mars needs moms. Mexico Mars needs, needs moms. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this shit? I mean, there's no... There's, there are, I guess you could say, well, two main African American characters. There, yeah, and and Luke is mm-hmm. also African American, and then Hannah, their daughter. You don't see too much of her. Wait a minute, hold on. Luke, thank handmaid's tale. Yes, hold on. Uh, I just want to see what he looks like though, because I. It could be that I know who he is, but I don't, he doesn't look familiar to me. Okay. And then, um, Max Minghella, I think he's, like, half African-American, half Asian, I think. Oh, that's a unique. Yeah, I think so. I read, some, I read something like that, so I could be wrong on that. But, um, but other than that, there are no Asian characters and no Hispanic characters, no disabled characters, no plus size characters. No fatties. Yeah, and people have brought that up. And I brought that up on the Handmaid's Tale group. But you got was, shot down. Yeah, and I was the show is was, perfect. And the show told, is perfect. There's no there's nothing wrong with the show. And somebody told me that somebody was like there were, yeah, well, what do you complain about? There's no Irish people either. And I'm like, the show takes place in Boston. There's Irish people. It, trust me. There's Irish people. Somewhere in there, there's Irish people. And if there aren't, then the show is wrong. Because it's Boston. Boston has a huge Irish population. And I'm like, and how are there no... There were no Hispanic characters in the whole damn show. I didn't even realize that until season four I was sitting there. I'm like, How? Especially because the show made a big deal about it. they're like we're not we're not gonna go with um, the racism that was in the original book like the author is a racist but like they basically made Gilead like a white supremacy mm-hmm. type of deal but they didn't do that for the show but apparently there's no Hispanic people none where did they all go nobody knows the show does not oh, I, th- oh I think I know where they all went to Mexico. There, there's a Handmaid's Tale spinoff called The Handmaid's Tale, colon, Mexico. <laughs> Where they just want handmaids. They just want handmaids. Even though, like, it's still because, like, like the well, whole reason... What if it's a telenovela down there? <laughs> <laughs> well, which is, which is also dumb because, like, the only reason Gilead does this handmaid shit is because they believe in it. Whereas Mexico is not a theocracy and has never been a theocracy. It is... In the show has not become a theocracy, so why would they do some dumb shit that doesn't even work? Because like there's barely any births from the handmaids, so it doesn't work because it's the men who are getting who are sterile, not the women. The so, more you think about it, the more you you probably don't really <laughs> like the show, huh? <laughs> 
parts of it. I like the, I said, I like the and then also the, And also the seemingly toxic fan base that's on Facebook. Oh, the, so. the, the fan base is so bad. Oh my god. I was on this other Handmaid's Tale group for a while and I had to leave because they just really got on my nerves. Because I seriously, there was, oh my god, let me tell you about this one. The Handmaid's Tale. It's here. Tell. It's happening. It's, it's, it's oh let my god. The so Handmaid's Tale is here. Let me tell you about something somebody posted on the Handmaid's Tale group. There is this woman in England who, um, she was developmentally disabled. Um, (laughs) So there was this developmentally disabled woman in England who got pregnant. And it wasn't clear how she got pregnant, whether she had consensual sex with somebody, whether it was sexual assault or what. But she got pregnant and she wanted to have the baby. Her mother, who was her power of attorney, said, yes, I want her to have the baby. Mm-hmm. The social worker was like, no, this shouldn't happen. She shouldn't have this baby. Brought her to a judge, and the judge ordered her to have an abortion. Oh, shit. That she didn't want, that her power of attorney didn't want. Because he said that he felt that she didn't understand what it truly meant to have a baby. Oh, no. But, so then this was, okay, so, and I said, I'm like, that's horrendous. That is, that is taking away someone's reproductive rights. That's horrible. I really had women on the Handmaid's Tale group telling me that I was wrong and that it's, it's better for her to have an abortion than she'll just forget about it. And that uh, she's disabled, so she is not going to understand it, and so she shouldn't be made to have this baby. But but she chose, so she's not allowed to make rules about her own body because she's disabled? What? Like, that is horrible. That's Anyway, so then, apparently, the woman appealed, and a different judge uh, ruled against that judge. So basically that she couldn't be forced to have an abortion. Mm Mm-hmm. Then this woman on this, but she got so much, she goes, oh, great. You guys can all be happy now because now this baby's going to be born. Oh, yeah, I should be real happy. And I'm like, yeah. I, don't I have- hate, I hate when women, like, hate on women. Like, I really yeah. do. Like, like, okay, okay. Now, not saying that I've never, ever hate, hated on women before because that's a lie and a half. <laughs> but I just, when it comes to stuff like that, I just really hate when that happens. Like, I hate when they're just like, oh, well, great. Then <laughs> we can have more babies in the world. Like, like, I'm like, I really just, like, I really hate, like, how misogynistic, like, that people are like i know like like people in my family like still say some like very misogynistic shit like about like celebrities and stuff like that well like <laughs> an example of this like very recently and this kind of will probably date the episode kanye west and kim kardashian be like oh well kanye kind of deserved that because he married i'm not gonna say this because i, I think spotify's gonna take my take this podcast out if i say it he married kim kardashian and i'm not even gonna and, and the now the person in my family did say what Kim Kardashian represents, but I'm not going to repeat it here mm. just because it's it's terrible. Oh. It's it's insanely terrible. Like the way that like the way that like it's like it's kind of like oh well he kind of deserved what he got for marrying somebody like Kim Kardashian. Mm. So um, which I honestly I hate when people I re- like like and you yeah and, and call me a Kim Kardashian stan or whatever be- I really don't care about the family honestly what I care about is like you you are you're you're 
so you're desecrating women is what mm. you're, is what I is I, I don't, I'm not I don't stand for that I really don't I don't yeah, and I feel like it's really dangerous when people start saying oh if someone's disabled we should mm-hmm. make decisions for them and I was this woman and she did this woman did have someone in place to make decisions for her which was her mother and mm-hmm. her mother yeah her mom, her, was, her mom was like I was like hey look look yeah. <laughs> like like. I want her to have this baby, and then and then everybody's like, "Oh no, well she's disabled and she can't have kids." So, yeah, but I feel like that's really ableist. And, it's very ableist. And also, I feel like it's I find it I always it's a rumor red flag for me when I start to see people say like, "This person has the mindset of a nine year old." This person has the mindset. Of yeah, we mentioned that in the what, Turpin episode. Yeah, because I'm like, what does that even mean? And also, like, but they're not a nine year old; they're an adult who has maybe more limited capabilities maybe needs the extra support but they're mm-hmm. not a child where was that where did i like i've like listened to something before where like i think it was sometime sometimes today but i forgot what exactly it was but like I th- oh oh it was like this case um on this is monsters where um where okay so without like going all into the case there, um, a woman who is, like, developmentally challenged, she, uh, her, like, age, her mental age was nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was able to, like, she wanted to move out and, like, you know, do well for herself. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, she got murdered because, oh, um, without going too much into, like, the actual mm-hmm. case itself, because it's a lot. Um, uh, she babysat, like, a kid. She was, like, doing, like, the, who was eventually, who was just dumped on her. And the, I think because the mom thought that she did a better job, like, taking care of the kid than she did, she murdered her. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, so. Well, see, that, that developmentally disabled woman did a better job. At exactly. The, so, I, obviously, that proves that being, just having... Developmental disability doesn't make you a bad parent. Mm-mm. It's just maybe something to kind of look at in regards to like support and whatnot. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't have rights over your own body. But anyway, that was on the freaking Handmaid's Tale group. That was one of the ones that I left because I was like just furious. That was, and then now I'm on this other one and I criticized the show. I, I, I criticized it about a couple things that I'm going to get into you a little bit later. And then also this other thing. Oh my god! This when we get to season four. Oh my god. And when we get to season four, that's all I'm going to say. Um, I have a rant. I have such a rant in season four. But, so, um... But yeah, so basically, and I basically got told that I shouldn't be on posting on the group if I'm going to criticize the show. Yeah, because it's a perfect <laughs> show. It's it's flawless. It's it's bitch. I'm flawless. That's what the type of show is. It's like it's like so flawless that like what? Let me see. It's Rotten Tomato rating. <laughs> Hold on. The Handmaid's Tale season one. Um, what's it called? Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> rating. Is it fresh? Is it fresh? Is it fresh? It's very fresh. It's very fresh. Oh, look at it. It's per- It's perfect. It's fresh. It's ninety one percent fresh. <laughs> fresh. You, you see, you're, you're not. You can't. You can't insult a ninety. Oh, it's eighty three percent. You can't insult. <laughs> was that the whole series? Or I think that- it might be the whole series. Hold on. Hold on. Let me take. I right gave that shit eighty three percent. Have not seen the travesty that is season four. I'm just. I'm just saying. Look. Look. It's fresh. It's. It's. Oh God. Big. <laughs> Luscious tomato right there. <laughs> and that full thing of popcorn with the audience score. It's fresh. You can't, you can't 
You can't. You can't. It's fresh. Make fun of this show. You can't do anything. You got. It's perfect. It's it's absolutely hundred percent perfect. The it, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, ninety four percent season one. So it's perfect. It's, <laughs> what, what's the rating for season four? Just nice. Six nine percent. See, that's that's that's. No, it's so perfect because remember, one, two, three, fresh, mm, awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, like, when we look. get into season four, we're going to talk about a few things where we're not fresh, let me just say. Season four is a hot fucking mess. But it's, we're going to get... delicious. It's so juicy. It's so juicy, you want to just take a bite out of it, and then <laughs> you're healthy for the rest of your life. It's that perfect. It's a perfect show. It's perfect. No no, no flaws with this show. Nothing. <laughs> not absolutely, absolutely, absolutely nothing. The proceeding was was sarcasm. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so let me give a little bit of what we have to look forward to in season two. Uh-oh. In season two, somebody gets pregnant. Somebody gets tortured. Somebody ends up in Canada, I think. Somebody... I'm trying to think of what else happens in season two. Basically season one... Ha- uh, some other shit happens. Basically season one. <laughs> yeah, but it's some different stuff in season two. Okay. There is going to be some different stuff. Um, but yeah. So if you're looking for some people to end up in Canada, some people to get tortured, and some people to get pregnant. Um, look That's forward, a weird show. Look forward to season two of The Handmaid's Tale. Um, oh, also, when, coming whenever this one. Yeah, whenever <laughs> we record the next one and put it up and all this. But oh, and also, when the handmaids meet each other, they have to say, um, "Blessed be the fruit," and the other person has to say, "May the Lord open." Blessed be the fruit. May, May the, the Lord, Lord open. open. Well, no, we see. You see, one of us said, has to say, "Blessed be the fruit," and the other one has to say, "May the Lord open." Blessed be the fruit. May the Lord open. Blessed be the fruit. <laughs> Aside as a Handmaid's Tale fan, so <laughs> by, by by the by, by lovely by the lovely people of Facebook. I'm sorry, so. Aunt Lydia. I'm sorry, Aunt Lydia. I'm sorry, Aunt Lydia. <laughs> but oh my goodness, so that that is do you remember the thing where that guy interrupted Doctor Who with the Max Headroom mask, and he was like, "It's dirty." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we give, we've given you a lot to look forward to in the next episode. Where all next. Hello, are you handmaids and Jezebels? <laughs> are you cool Jezebels, handmaids, wives, Akana wives, yeah. and Marthas? I don't know. This, I'm, I've been Sarah. And I've been Angel. What is, uh, what is, uh, I've been of Bert. You've, you've what? I've been of Bert. A Bert? I've been a Bert. I'm Bert's handmaid. You've been a Bert, okay. I, I I don't know why I'm not understanding that. Because remember when you can become someone's handmaid, it's it's other than their first name. So oh, I, you're all oh, right. So I forgot about that stupid shit. Oh. <laughs> so if I'm if I'm Bird and Lonnie's handmaid, then clearly the the role that is made for me in Gilead, I don't know that Bird and 
Lonnie. Well, Bird and Lonnie were both divorced, so I don't know how that would uh, work out. No, that but work. if we hand wave all that, I am Burt Reynolds' handmaid. I am of Burt. I've been of Burt. Anyway, she has been Sarah. <laughs> what have you been? Go. You have to. She has been Sarah. Oh, and she has been Angel. And this was Sarah and Angel talk about things where I didn't want to watch this damn show anyways. <laughs> and I watched it. I don't know why I did, but I did. Because it's definitely going to happen. So you need to do your research, Sarah. See, you be see, yeah, you're the future. prepared for the future, because Sarah. It's definitely going to be the handmaid sale. Definitely. I'm sure it's going to happen because you know who's our president? A misogynistic creep. <laughs> <laughs> Who is not religious? So I don't even know. So I don't know how the hell, how, how the hell that happened. So. But because reasons. Period. Reasons. Period. Anyway, that being said, we have a look, look, show notes, look at it, follow socials, that sort of thing. And blessed be the fruit of our labor. I don't know. <laughs>